first of all it is impressed upon you that that is beyond your comprehension inference anything and then it is said that that alone is worthy of being known right right so the questioner asks what kind of knowing is then really possible it is obviously not the kind of dualistic knowing we are familiar with hmm? dualistic knowing is no knowing at all in dualistic knowing there's you and there is the object in front of you and you claim that you know the object whereas you do not even know who is knowing the object you say i know the object this is the dualistic kind of knowing i know the object whereas you do not even know who knows the object so there is no real knowing happening here there is only a reiteration of memory perhaps you have given a name to the other thing and that name points to several other things that you are already familiar with mind you not that you already know those other things those other things you are just already familiar with correct so there is this thing and i say i know this how do i know this because it has a name what does the name mean name means a definition right what does the definition consist of concepts what is a concept a concept is something that connects one object to another object what is a concept something that connects one object to another object what is the definition when you explain one thing in terms of several other pre-known things that you call as a definition right so where is fresh realization in all this there is just a cyclic reiteration i knew a b c and d and now i call you b c and this i call as naming and knowing there is nothing new in this beyond your a b c d there is hardly anything you are familiar with i repeat again i am not saying there is hardly anything you know everything else is described just in terms of this a b c d just described not understood you can describe something that does not mean you have understood it now what is this a b c d actually it is just a b and c in terms of vedant it is just sat raj and tam so sat raj and tam a b c these are the building blocks these are the building blocks of everything and these building blocks 
it's not as if we understand them hmm? we are just born with them so there is an ancient familiarity right now in terms of these abc we start naming and describing and defining everything else right and that we then very vainfully call as knowing that is not knowing that is just accumulated knowledge nothing fresh about it nothing original about it nothing authentic about it hmm? what's the fundamental problem there why is there is nothing authentic in that because you do not know that you are knowing the other thing or defining the other thing only in terms of yourself and this that you yourself are is highly unknown to you who am i when i am defining something in this prakritik universe i am the aham that itself is so dependent on satrajtam this i do not know of therefore all that i see is some kind of a combination of these three or you could uh, use any other three fundamental variables instead of satrajtam it depends on you or you could say that those fundamental variables are not three but five that too is all right it doesn't matter how many of those variables are there though three is the most appropriate number but the fact is that everything else is just that however those things are highly unique combinations of the three fundamental building blocks things are not unique the combinations are unique and therefore the various things appear not only diverse but unique fundamentally they are all just the same abc but a b and c combine in many many different ways to give you all the different things that are there in the universe look at a human being all human beings are fundamentally made of the same units are they not but are the faces of any of us the same here can you figure out any two persons here having the same faces but the same vaccines would work on each of us our blood groups can be categorized in just four or five categories right we go through the same kind of life cycle we all have the same number of bones in our bodies right similar proteins similar minerals similar water content the same kind of biological processes happening in the system all this is happening and there is so much similarity yet no two persons are the same that is prakriti because of this we feel that there is diversity whereas really there exists very very little diversity very little diversity why don't we see 
that this 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 we all are not diverse or different at all that there is a fundamental unifying oneness we do not see that because we do not see who we are we do not see that the one we are looking at is the one we ourselves are because we do not know ourselves hence the visible universe kind of fools us we are taken in by the diversity right and not only are we taken with the diversity we give the diverse things diverse names and the diverse names diverse definitions and we call all of that as knowledge hmm? spirituality tells you all that is false knowledge you do not really know anything you are pretending that you know you do not know anything because you do not know the knower after all to whom is all knowledge to whom is all knowledge can you talk of knowledge without talking of the knower how wise is that can you say you have knowledge without making a reference to who you are hmm? hence what is real knowledge real knowledge begins with looking into the knower seeing the processes through which the so called knowing happens how does knowing happen and in that real knowing you realize that the one who is looking at things is hardly different from the things he is looking at the scope of dualistic knowledge totally diminishes for duality to operate you must have two it is catastrophic for duality when the two are seen to be similar how will duality operate now i am the same as you how do i claim knowledge now the knower is the known ah ji krishna murti the observer is the observed hmm duality feels suffocated now the moment the knower is the known duality has no place to hide and that is non dual knowledge that is realization in that you do not have data or information in that you cannot talk of anything for you to be able to talk of anything first of all there needs to be the supreme ignorance that the thing you are talking of is different from you that things do exist when you say something exists implicit is the assumption that the thing is different from you if i say this exists then what am i implicitly saying it is different from me moment you see these are not different entities me and this me and they, they are not different entities the scope for dualistic knowledge suffers attenuation
what do you do now? Hmm? You do nothing, you fall silent. That silence is called non-dual realization. In that you actually do not know anything. You are innocent and free of all knowledge. What do you know of? Nothing. Hmm? Nothing, nothing at all. Totally free of knowledge, totally free of knowledge. And when you are totally free of knowledge, somehow, very miraculously, you are just free to, to instantaneously know and respond. Then knowing becomes a very lively thing. Huh? Without, your, without your consent, hmm? without your intervention, the entire process of knowing just flows. You are not behind it. You are not pushing it. You are not powering it. Right? It's, it, forget about your participation. It doesn't even require your consent. It's flowing on its own. That's non-dual knowledge. What do you have in this? Nothing. Are you a jnani? Do you have knowledge? No. I have nothing. And yet, there is so much. So much. Hmm? This is the fourth that the Rishi is saying is worthy of being known. That fourth. That fourth. Remember, all your knowledge is already contained within the three. All your knowledge is already contained in the three states of consciousness. Then what is left for the fourth one? An absence of what we mistakenly call as knowledge. Getting it? What do you know? Nobody to know anything. <laughs> Can't be something and know nothing. Have to be nothing to know nothing. Nobody's. Hence available to all. Knowing nothing, hence free to know everything. Hmm? That's the real jnani. In worldly terms, Jnani is the one who knows a lot. We conflate scholarliness, erudition with, uh, no. In spiritual terms, who is a Jnani? Who hardly knows a thing. Go to him and he is innocent of all these blemishes called knowledge. A real spiritual person 
doesn't quite appreciate an abundance of knowledge. An abundance of knowledge is a barrier to spontaneity. Plus, when you know so much, you just cannot wonder. Your eyes lose all, all innocence. You cannot just look at something and say, hmm. You already have a framework. Makes things very stale. Within that framework, everything is just stale. What is the right kind of knowledge that we need? First is the practical kind of daily requirement of knowledge. Hmm? You probably need to know where your car keys are kept. You need to know the password to your system. Right? If you trade in shares, you need to know those things. So that's the practical requirement you have of knowledge. One thing. Secondly, you need knowledge that keeps knowledge in its place. Otherwise, the knowledgeable one has a proclivity to be very, very boastful. So on one hand, it is indispensable knowledge. On the other hand, knowledge can be a great burden. It is. So, while we do see that as human beings in flesh and blood, we will necessarily require practical knowledge. What is also necessary is to have knowledge that keeps knowledge in check. That keeps showing all your accumulated knowledge its right place. That special knowledge is called spiritual knowledge. The function of spiritual knowledge is to not allow your worldly knowledge to dominate you. To not allow you to get too identified with your worldly knowledge. And spiritual knowledge is supposed to be non-sticky. In the sense that you cannot not identify with worldly knowledge and yet choose to identify with spiritual knowledge. No. Spiritual knowledge will not allow that to happen. Else that would be quite a tempting invitation. One would find it pretty alluring to say, well, you see, you are a little chap, all you have is worldly knowledge. What I have is other worldly knowledge. <laughs> hmm? 
in fact the more the worldly knowledge you have the more important it becomes for you to have this kind of a spiritual scrubber you understand a scrubber what does a scrubber do and if you have this spiritual scrubber always available to you then you can fearlessly have more and more worldly involvement now the world will not be able to taint you now the world will not be able to latch on to you become a thing upon you because you have the scrubber you are a non sticky thing now so much is cooking and yet nothing is sticking that should be the state of the mind hmm? what's happening within a lot is cooking nothing is sticking it's a non stick utensil what if nothing is cooking then it's a wasted utensil <laughs> throw it away why are you living so it's good to cook a lot but it's very bad to start eating it our utensils usually not only cook they also start eating sometimes half the dish is consumed by the utensil itself that spoils both the dish and the utensil hmm now you see who the non doer is the non consumer cook the dish don't consume it right a non sticky utensil is a great example of a nishkam karmyogi it cooks not for itself just cooks faces all the heat all the stirring all the spices consumes nothing 